Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 112 of the Hunger for Social podcast. So excited today because, as you can see, this is the first ever live in-person show that we've done. They've always been through screens in often different parts of the world, which is where my beautiful guest yeah. next to me, we did our first episode from. You were in England and I was in Australia. And um, some of them have been audio, so without that, but... Here we are. Amazing. It's very with, exciting. It is very exciting. <laughs> with Jen Maynard, which as well as being a friend of mine from school, was the first ever guest on the podcast on September 9th, 2020. Mm-hmm. And here we are. It'll be next week. It'll be 18 months to the day since then. And yeah, I couldn't think of a better person to have on as a first Amazing. live in-person Thank guest. Thank you for I, having me. You're welcome. While I seem to be doing a whirlwind tour I of know. the UK. Yeah. And we're, we're in Somerset at your place for that. In the we beautiful... Are. I drove down from Derby where it was raining all the way down and it was three hour, three and a half hours of driving. It rained all the way. I got in Somerset and it stopped. So May that for was you. brilliant. May for you, Jake. But um, I know you listened to our last episode I earlier. I had technical issues, so I couldn't. Naughty me. But I, I, I kind of remember where we, we left off and it was a very interesting time in the world then and has been since. Yeah. Things have changed for all of us in so many ways since then and I know that things have really changed for you from where you were at then with the Boho, Boho Bride Guide and you were, I mean, you started off as a florist for weddings, didn't you? Yeah. And then it became, you know, I know Matt who was a, Good friend of mine, I've been giving touch to him for a while. He kind of had a bit of a boho wedding, would you say? He very much did. Very much did, yeah. yeah. So that was last September, and I did the flowers for him mm. um, as my bro. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we, um, gosh, when was it? So yeah, started um, on the birth of my first son, We start, I started Park and Peony Flowers, um, and I specialised in boho um, floral design and wedding t- venue transformations. Mm. Uh, from then, I then got pregnant with my second son um, and really quick, quickly realised uh, how much I loved the community side of um, being a wedding supplier. Um, and that's where I launched the Boho Bride Guide podcast. And I showcased sort of many um, wedding supplies that I came into contact with um, and they shared their expertise and we showcased how amazing they were via the podcast. Mm -hmm. Then lockdown hit and um, I found myself um, at home with two kiddies under two um, and started up a Facebook group to support the initially the suppliers that I knew mm-hmm. but then that community quickly grew um, and I shared my sort of training uh, and learning and development skills from a um, on on the Facebook group so yeah. to s- utilize that time while we were in lockdown to focus uh, our brains on something positive and what we could we could action we could yeah. um, and that was be- develop our business what you know focusing down on our niche, looking at growing our network, all of that through a Facebook group. And that then, I think when we last caught up, I was about to launch the Boho Bride Guide directory and blog. Mm. 
Yes. Um, oh, so it was literally launching that that weekend. Yes. Ah, okay. Mm. Yeah. So um, yes, it's and and since that, really, it's from my point of view, it's been about focusing down on serving who I serve, which is um, wedding suppliers within the first three years of business that want to focus down into the boho weddings arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and from growing that community, which has up to now has been quite sort of an intimate community, yeah. um, I've realised that I've I've got um, a real passion for creating community and creating a space where people can learn and develop their businesses. And hence why we've now got Wedding Business Growth Coach and we've got the Boho Bride Guide. It's really interesting and serendipitous because that's, Almost what you mentioned there about creating community in a space where people can learn. That's almost why the Hunger for Thistle podcast exists. There you go. And why I started creating it. But one question I wanted to ask you within that, and it came to me while you're speaking, Boho obviously is short for Bohemian, but for perhaps people who are watching, listening yeah. later, maybe you should explain what a Boho wedding is. Okay. Because people are like, what does that mean? Yeah. I, think, I think that's what people are going to be. Definitely. Thinking. So from from my point of view, um, our customer, if you like, are um, engaged people that are looking f- to create a um, an outdoorsy, eco-conscious wedding that um, has very much got like that boho festival vibe mm. going on. Mm. Um, a lot of people call them festival weddings, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It, it's very and much like, People that. stay in the tents on site. There you go. Sometimes the venues have them set up. Yeah. Um, I've never actually been to one, but I would love to. So if you're planning one, please involve me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I think, you know, some of the venues, and I go, you said there was a bit about venue transformation there. Yeah. You know, perhaps people want people to stay on site. Actually, no, forgive me, I have been to one in Australia where I stayed in a little teepee uh, on site. There you go. Um, it's become very popular, hasn't it? Yeah. Become very popular. I think, I think it's just about people being able to create a wedding day where there's not that traditional formality. It's very much about yeah, getting loved ones so together, yeah. having a damn good time, yeah. um, aligning with your ethos around walking lighter on our earth, mm. um, all walks, yeah, making memories and sharing the love you have for your partner. Yeah, you know, that's, exactly right. That's what it's all about. And I think it's, um, and look, I could be wrong within this, but perhaps is it uh, a slightly less costly way of doing it as opposed to a more conventional wedding, you know, with, and there's nothing wrong with this, it's some people use different routes, like different things, but yeah. with the bells and the church and perhaps, you know, the huge afterwards venue with hundreds and hundreds of people. I'm not saying you don't still have big numbers at Boho Weddings, mm. but I feel like there would be a bit more of a smaller, more intimate affair. It, it very much can be. It mm. can be as small as um, an elopement. It can be just the, the couple mm. um, that are choosing to... Um, you know, declare their love for each other on yeah. their own and yeah. have a celebrant okay. and yeah. and have, go go to their favourite part of um, yeah. the forest or a cliff top, yeah. all the way through to bells and whistles. The seat, that's a secret wedding, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, it got, can very much married be. in secret. Yeah, we, we ran away and got married in secret. Yeah, and I think in you know in lockdown, it's given time people almost the choice to to actually you know with to choose rather than get pressured into having a wedding that you think you should have. Mm. Um, I think it's really opened the doors to to, ha- to really create in a day or even an hour. If, if you want that real intimate, just, ha- you know, sharing your vows to one another, it mm. can be as simple as that. 
all the way through to your weekend wedding where all your loved ones stay with you for the whole weekend yeah. and you're all glamping kind of thing. Yeah, which is, I think, how I, how I would do it. Because you, know? <laughs> you want, you find the, all the weddings I've, I've been to, of course, like the, the really beautiful and often quite emotional part is the ceremony. There's always a few tears. I'm always a tear joker. Tear joker? Joker? What's one of those? A tear joker at moments like that. I'm just like, yeah, they, they flow. And it's, it's happy tears. It's good. But um, I think there's wanting to, for me anyway, there's this wanting to still have those people around you and kind of share, you know, the next day and maybe even the day after that. And I know actually some cultures, they have, uh, I know the Indian cultures, they have huge weddings that go on for days, don't they? And everyone's there. And who wouldn't want that? to be honest you know that yeah. if, if you if you can exactly why not of course yeah. some people want the more intimate affair and possibly even have their own reasons for a secret wedding yeah which is interesting true. yeah yeah so <laughs> no so uh, i think that wraps it up that kind of explains yeah the, what, what the yeah so that's sort of like the the boho wedding and then art from a service point of view what i offer mm -hmm. is the online directory so you get a a position on our uh, directory and which is a catalogue of uh, boho inspired suppliers so if you're looking to create that kind of um, wedding um, the directory is that go-to place where they can build their dream wedding team and yeah. um, that can make that happen for them um, but then um, I think what my sort of USP is is not only is am I that directory um, I really from being a wedding supplier, I really find value in, again, that community element. Yeah. And so when people subscribe onto the directory, they're actually subscribing into a community mm. of um, approved suppliers that mm. have the same values as them, mm. like they've got the same target wedding audience. Yeah. Um, and actually they can collaborate together, they can build their own network, gain work from each other, uh, do wedding shoots with each other. Yeah. And, and we've had, um, what we call a support pod over the last year that has, has just, you know, has supported me as, as a business owner as much as they have gained massive um, value out of it yeah. as well. So you're giving value to them and they're giving it back. And also, of course, because you have this directory, you're supporting small independent businesses, which is something I'm really, really passionate about and really big on yeah. and have become even more so recently of like becoming more aware, as you know, as a, Mompreneur that you call yourself, or an entrepreneur like I call myself. Um, I wonder if you'll change like dadpreneur. Dadpreneur, why not? Dad one day, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, do. Um, I bet there's a I hashtag. I was just going to say we should probably be careful of touching this oh, table because yeah. I don't know how sensitive Stay away. No elbows on the table. But, um, you know, the struggle is real. Uh, the juggle is real as well. We'll get the to juggle. that in a set. I love that. <laughs> the struggle is real. And when you're building things, often by yourself, without any people around you at the start because you have to do everything yourself. You have to wear all the hats. You are doing all the bookkeeping. You are doing all the admin. You are doing all the customer services, the product sourcing, the marketing. It's really never ending depending yeah. on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know that that struggle is real. And to have, even if they are friends or you don't know them all, I'll actively seek out if there's something I want to buy. I'll try and find someone that's independent rather than just going to a big chain. And, you know, I feel like those guys have probably got enough money anyway. The big chains, the big stores. Yeah. And it feels better for me in my soul to support independent. Yeah. And you, you're doing that through providing the directory. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think so, mm -hmm. for sure. And do you do, it's weird in Somerset, for anyone who doesn't know, that's in the south 
west of England. Correct. Got it. And you operate just within that area, or is it? So the directory we do um, the whole of the UK, Ireland, and now parts of Europe too. Mm. Yeah, we've got some suppliers, um, Italy and Spain. So, um, yeah, there isn't any um, barriers, I suppose. No. Um, as, as I said, we're, we're a new venture, so um, we're very much again want to work as that community to to grow my business as well as as well as their community at the same time and that's the beauty of the wonderful thing that we're using at the moment called the internet because it just enables you yeah it enables you so much and do you think if i'm very aware from the narrative you've laid down to us and everyone watching listening later that obviously things evolve for you and change and do you think that you would have found that path anyway or do you think that i'm not going to use the c word and it's not that c word it's the other one but if you think all that stuff hadn't happened would you have still gone down that path or it's kind of hard to say i suppose but i, th I think for me a big change was having my first child right. that really you know i've been in the corporate world for 15 plus years mm -hmm. um always in that sort of learning and development arena um and you know as you do you sort of climb the ladder thinking that's the right path for you um but then as soon as i had my first child it gave me that headspace to be off from work for a year maternity yeah. and actually reevaluate what my, where my life was going yeah. and i quickly realized that what i was doing was not fulfilling me um and you know i got up the ladder to a certain point where i was not working directly with people and making that direct impact mm. anymore um, i was very much on a more strategic level because you're in corporate then at that yes time, when you yeah. had your first child right. yeah so yeah. i was up until december okay. this december just yep. gone um and yeah so that's where the sort of floristry came came about um and yeah it was just to to dip into my creative um passions at, at long last i'd been pushing them down to the bottom of the pile because that's not how you what how were you, you doing in corporate? so learning and development okay. type of um a lot of training and that sort of stuff but it was more um assurance and mm. um oversight of things rather Sounds than awfully that. boring <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just not where my my it's not where your heart was at it's not where my right. talent is okay. i constantly yeah. had that imposter syndrome yeah um and never felt like I was in the right job, always felt like, you know, they're going to figure me out in a minute and yeah, sack me yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Um, and it was basically because I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing. You weren't fulfilled. Very weren't much fulfilled, so. Which is the exact same yeah. reason I jumped out of public full time for, for someone else at least anyway. Yeah. You know, I still, yeah. um, there's an element of creativity to plumbing, particularly if you're creating spaces for people, you know, transformations, bathrooms, wet rooms, etc. Yeah. Um, putting your own flair on that. But it just started to, grind me doing it for someone else and yeah. realizing that and this is a bit of another edge to it that they're you know i'm i'm taking 20 percent, they're taking 80 percent, and i'm like well, why can't you do this yourself of course 100%. you can it's just yeah finding the will desire and and route that you want to take yeah. to do it something yeah. you touched on there though was imposter syndrome mm. and um i mean what does that look like what does it feel like to you um not not feeling so i was very capable at my job mm. but I would constantly get really worked up for between um, before certain meetings if, if it was with certain level of person and um, 
but that was happening on a daily basis. I was constantly having that sort of tummy churning feeling. Um, and yet my capability was there, mm -hmm. but my head wasn't there. Yeah. That belief. And I knew for a long time that I needed to get out, but I wasn't quite sure how I could make it work kind of thing. Um, and actually the turning point was just doing it, yeah. just making that start yeah. and, and buying that name, buying that domain buying and that going, domain. From, it. and going for it. It's always an exciting part of the journey, <laughs> isn't it? But I think, you know, it, it takes something to be said and I commend you for it. It takes a lot of courage to do that and to step into doing your own thing. Mm. And particularly when, you know, things aren't promised. And uh, one thing we've learned from the past two years that yeah. nothing is promised and everything can change yeah. very quickly in an instant. If it wasn't already apparent to us, it's become more apparent, of course. Yeah. But I think a lot of people can, as you alluded to, they get stuck in the world of a corporate because you're like, look, I'm getting paid just enough to get by and I'm doing just enough that they're not firing me. Yeah. Yet, yeah. you know, or some people get paid <laughs> very handsomely, you know, and they're yeah. quite comfortable. Yeah. But I don't think it was actually funny because I was just speaking to my cousin yesterday and we were having a discussion about a similar thing that it doesn't take long for you to be either not feeling like your value could be spent somewhere else or you're not valued in your role before mm. it starts to peter out to, to other parts of your life yeah. and you just end up very quietly, be quite deeply unhappy, I think. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me is I quickly realised that the vision of the type of mum I wanted to be, mm. actually, if I stayed doing what I was doing corporate and that lifestyle that I was leading, it wouldn't enable me to be that present mom and to have that flexibility to do a nine to three or go to the, the sports days and go without mm. massive, massive sort of pressure mm. from work side of things. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't want to demon demonize corporate because, no. you know, my team was amazing. It was nothing personal. It was just the comparison between being your own boss and working for someone is that autonomy. Mm. And I can, in the next three years, my plan is to, to build a business that is, flexible for me to travel the world with my children to be present with my children to teach them other cultures that that yeah it just just widens their map yeah. of the world kind absolutely of thing. Yeah. i know from traveling and living in different places it really grows yeah. you and yeah. i think uh, the earlier that you can get kids into that it's only going to grow them in the world and what they you know see as their capabilities as well i think yeah yeah different cultures really grows you i think you know, you talked about imposter syndrome there and it's something you'd struggle with for quite a long time. We had a brief cover off of that before we went live that you, you felt like maybe that when you, you know, you became a mom and you're like, I'm getting this right. This is working. These, these children are still here. <laughs> you know, they're alive. They're alive. <laughs> um, but, you know, that probably really it, great it, for your confidence, great for your self-esteem yeah. and really bolstered that. And, yeah. you know, maybe that imposter syndrome disappeared a little bit. And and it, it, it puts could have been into perspective mm, as well. I think perspective is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. My um, what's the word? I didn't. I've always got my value from others pre kids, okay. and I've always, you know, if someone wasn't saying, "Well done, Jane. You've done an amazing job there," which you never get in corporate. Um, you should do. You should, yeah. but you rarely get that mm. regular. Everyone's too busy, right? And and that's that's how what fills me up. I love to hear um, how I'm helping others, and when you don't hear that. It, your, your bucket empties quite quickly. Um, and so 
yeah so coming out of that environment getting showing that you're doing a good job as a mom for one that's a massive tick um and actually what you're working what i'm working for now is what bigger than myself you yeah. know it's my family it's yeah, yeah. it's what i want to achieve for all of us not mm. just me and kev kind of thing yeah and i think that's you know maybe under the surface there that kind of you're like, well, I've got this right, so maybe I can go with this business and get that right as well, you know, and, and, it, and it grows out from there. But yeah. something that you touched on there is like becoming part of something, whether it be a project, a motherhood, um, you know, a, a podcast, a book, just something that's, that's bigger than you and is yeah. bigger than your magnitude on this earth and that is going to be here. You know, when you're all gone one day, because yeah, we all, we all have been inspired out, right? It's yeah, yeah. what's the legacy and, yeah. and crown. I think that's a really for me, and I can see it is for you, it's a really important thing and it's um it's a, it's a special thing as well. Yeah. I think um it's not to and I don't want to either demonize corporate. I think some people are very suited to that way of yeah, life. Totally. And we need those people to keep the world of ticking course. and and, and uh, spinning almost, but yeah. It's not for people like me and you, and it yeah. t t takes you a while to find. It took me uh, at least 28, 29 years before. So like, it's just isn't. It's not <laughs> doing it for it's me. It's not, it's not, it's not doing it for me anymore. Um, it's, it's, I, I've got a stat. We are at work on average 90,000 hours. And of, so, of your whole life. Of your life. And so. That's a staggering statistic, yeah. isn't it? And so when you think of it in that mm. context, why are we wasting hours of our lives in something that doesn't fulfill us very true mm. because that leads to massive disappointment frustration upset and all well the yeah. things in that bag of yeah. negativity you want to avoid and it's not to say i don't think it's you could still spend ninety thousand hours at work but in your own business you might even spend more yeah. because yeah i'm sure you do actually yeah quite possibly <laughs> because you love it like you and when you I mean, a lot of people say when you, you love it so much, it doesn't feel like work. I, I don't really, I don't know, maybe if you're an athlete or something, but I know, I know it's never, it's always felt like work to me. Okay. And I think, I think when I'm doing the community side of things, that that doesn't feel like work. Right. The tech side feels like work. Mm. That's a slog for me. But it's where, I suppose it's where, where community for me actually fills my bucket up as mm. if I'm chatting to my friends. Like that's the connection that I feel like yeah. I've got. Um, however, the other sides of the business doesn't, it does feel yeah. like work. <laughs> so so it's, it's kind of, it's the same for me in the community aspect because my values are like helping others making a difference. But um, the tech side for me, because I'm a geek at heart, I'm we, like, yeah, I thrive on that. It. I'm like, and a problem solver, I'm like, how does this work and why isn't it working doing what I want to do? I know I can With figure you. it out. I'll like, give you a ring then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you're welcome to. Um, but, I think, and that, that's just brought something else into my head that, you know, the the real, the the kind of two, three, maybe most important things in life um, that you give and you don't get back and you can't really get any more of our time, energy and capacity. It's something I've been thinking about and kind of working on more lately. Okay. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm I'm not a parent yet, and I do look forward to being one one day. But obviously, that changes your whole sphere of influence and, and the amount of things you've got going on within your day. Mm -hmm. And how do you manage your time, energy, and, and capacity within that? Yeah, with you. I think you know and the reason I ask you that is because well, I think there'll be a lot of ladies watching that yeah. you know have gone into doing their own business, 
you know, I don't think you're alone in this journey and having some quiet time, whether it's been maternity or the C word, I'm not going to say, um, and having that quiet time to think, where am I going? And like, who's going with me? And what, what is my direction in life? I'm actually yeah. not happy here. And I've had a bit of time away from doing this regular job, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something else within my hair. Yeah. I think a lot of people have taken that journey in this time. It's a beautiful thing. I see yeah. it playing out a lot. The internet helps with it, facilitates yeah, it. it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's just a, it's, the answer to this question could add some real value to Yeah, I mean. And even the guys watching as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. So I, I've, I've shared this quite a bit with wedding supplies and my, um, I suppose there's a few things. So one is very much organization 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 mm. pre prepping everything and planning my day the night before that's a big i've got a whiteboard upstairs that every i have my like my um my system is that i or have it rather is have a shower and then i'm on my whiteboard i plan out my day chunk out the literally every half an hour what i'm doing because at the end of the day i have between 9am and half 3 to get mm -hmm. to get what I need to do, I do work on the evenings. Sometimes that that works with my um, shed my time timeline. But I equally sometimes just want to veg out and yeah. uh, either go to bed yeah. or watch TV with my hubby. Kind yeah, of thing. Say, you know, because that's yeah, equal. Yeah. That's as equally important, important to connect with family. Mm. Um, so very much time chunking is a biggie for me. And, and yeah, mm. getting those systems in. Um, I, I talk a lot within the wedding business growth coach activities around putting in anything that can be automated. Get it automated. Um, I'm, you know, I'm still a new business, so I'm still working on mm. systems all the time um, and continually learning what works, what doesn't work. And then the other biggie for me, as a mom of two and uh, four. Um, I think about that. Yeah, how old are they? <laughs> um, is outsourcing what what I can outsource. Yeah. Um, it's it's always a balance because we're a new business. Um, is balancing you know uh, money going out, money coming in, that kind of thing. But the return on investment is massive. Um, so I've currently outsourced things like my Pinterest management, mm -hmm. my blog scheduling, my social media management, um, and that is that is literally my godsend. Um, yeah. Yeah, with Jess, yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt's Matt's wife. Um, yeah. She does Pinterest management and blog. Um, Matt's Jess's brother, by the way. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, sorry, Jess um, literally takes that burden from me uh, because it's a constant mm. wheel. And mm. and as wedding suppliers, if if you are able to, um, and business owners, full stop. If if we're able to outsource anything. Um, and you can and you can visit like physically see that return on investment in say six months if if you've got those targets in mind and if you need that Pinterest management to to get your website traffic mm. increased but you haven't got the capacity buy in that capacity mm -hmm. um, and never sitting on your laurels sort of yeah. you know focus on what way where, where I want to go and actually uh, make decisions and act on them and that's sit to sit with me sort of happily and just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving forward. Might not always be the right decision. It might be um, a, a, a mistake, but actually what can you learn from that mistake? Move on, mm. don't dwell, keep moving. And, and actually from when we last spoke 18 months ago, yeah. I've now got a coaching business um, that I'm soon gonna be launching 
um, some uh, a program, and we've got just done our second intake on the directory. You know, if if you'd have said that to me eighteen months ago, yeah. I'd have been like, I'm never going to be an out of corporate. No. I'd just like. 30 suppliers on my directory and yeah. and it's just through that consistency yeah. consistent behavior and, and systems yeah consistency and keeping at it yeah. you know if you said to me when we did the first episode you know in 18 months you're going to be 112 episodes i'd have believed yeah. that because i knew i was yeah, wanting to you said that but yeah. i wouldn't yeah I, I, you I, said thousands it will carry on for the rest of my life i reckon yeah, yeah. I, I don't see the reason why not to stop it as long as it can keeps adding value to people yeah um then that's great for me yeah. but i wouldn't have expected the impact that it had when people come to me and say you know i listen to your podcast to start my own business or oh, you know this amazing. or that and it's just like that's it's about giving a bit back you know it really but is it's i think unreal how long was it before you're going back to you know outsourcing yeah. and get people to take care of um you know you use the word burden but we'll get back to that in a minute because i think it can be when it gets to a certain point because you need to work on the business not within it but how long was it before you started outsourcing things like your social media whether that be pinterest instagram management yeah. um, things like bookkeeping as well yeah i've been outsourcing um so for, it was a conscious decision i think if i you know i did a plan i did a, a um a financial plan for the next three years and in that plan right from the get-go as soon as i press go on the on the directory because i'm a mom because i've got limited capacity mm. that was always in the plan okay so you just right i did from it the from the outside okay um, so you've never done your own you've never from the your own ride plan. guide jess has always done, has done okay. that for me yeah that's interesting um and i know that you know that is a lot a lot of people it's don't even consider no, that no, no. but it was if i'm going to be able to be a mom and be a present mom and right. Yeah. grow two businesses yeah. i ha that was a conscious decision it was a conscious decision mm -hmm. yeah that meant that you and it goes back to i guess being organized uh, and like you use the word time blocks right you know yeah. knowing that i've got that time through because yeah. it does um you know it's there's not a business in the world now that isn't using social media yeah and um, it's an amazing you know i couldn't like we said, I couldn't do what I do without social media. So it's in it's some form. Yes. Some use it a lot more than others. Some use it very lightly and don't yeah. need to use it. Some yeah. business is a word of mouth, but um, yeah, yeah that's me, really interesting. It's an essential tool, yeah. um, and I love it from the again from the community point of view. Um, but I don't have that headspace to be able to do what Jess mm. does for me. Well, and also if you're not good with the technical end of things, true, it can be. Become, I guess, a burden. Yeah. But I think the, I mean, I would do it differently, but I suppose it aligns with what, you know, you've already alluded to. You're not, it's not that you're not great with the tech. Would it be fair to say that? Um, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it's not something you enjoy. No, I don't enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah, to it's me, it's just, it's just yeah. like, it's intuitive and fairly natural. With and you. I think that's probably because my parents always made sure I had a computer in room for when I was like 12 years old. Okay. So it was just always like, yeah, always oh, had the latest gadgets and gizmos. Yeah, it was just what it was. But And I started doing my own, um, for, for Paddock Blade, my main thing. Yeah. I started doing my own content for the first, I would say two years, perhaps to get off two and a half years before I was like, I could, my, it gets to the point where your time could just be spent in, in different areas. Yeah. But um, I mean, you started it different from, from the start for, for different reasons. Yes. But yeah. I, I thought, I was like, I need to learn how to do this and how long it should take me. So then when I Very do true. find someone else to do it, yeah. how do I know that they're doing it um, right, right, A, capacity, and yeah. B, kind of how much time it takes? Yeah. 
Maybe that's me being a little bit of a control. No, that makes total sense. But... That makes total <laughs> it's, sense. It's how I am, right? Um, maybe it might have been different if um, Jess wasn't a family member. Yeah. Maybe that because she because sort of, of grew her business. Mm, and you're supporting each other. Yeah. And they're going to do a good job. And, yeah. and, you know, and we learned together, mm, I think. That was the, right, yeah, you know, yeah. she did a blog, then, you know, then I edited it. And then yeah. and we just, we, we found that level together, I suppose. And there's so many different strategies for social media. You know, it's not yeah. just set and forget. Yeah. Each business should approach it in a different way. Mm. Success leaves clues. And in that, you know, you can do your research on the platforms before you actually put any content out. You know, mm. take 10, 20 different businesses that are in your arena and go, how are they doing it? Yeah. What of their content is working and what's not? Mm. Um, what are they doing that's different or off key? Or, and then how does the message that I want to put out and the values of my business, how does that kind of yeah. mesh in with, um, you know, the way I voice out in social media? Yeah. For example, I very quickly learned that, okay, I want to put my product out there. And of course, I'd like people to buy it. You know, it's kind of the reason yeah, for business. Number is. one is to make some profit, right? If you're not making profit, you're not, not doing too well. But um, I very quickly learned that it actually needed to be about 80, 90% of funny and cute horse content and really yeah. about 10 to 20% of product. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that actually got a lot more notoriety on social media from doing it that way. Brilliant. Um, because if you love horses, you love laughing at them yes. and you love the cute ones. Of and course. even if you don't, you still love that stuff. You know, I love that stuff and I'm like, yeah. I don't even have a horse. Wow, um, that's so interesting. And, it, and then you can kind of wrap different elements into that. People who, you know, you have to know your target customer. You know, mm -hmm. I know mine, we call it Julie and there's a certain set of attributes to Julie, her age, her time, yeah. the way she lives her life and, you know, who she is, has in and around her life. But, they're probably going to like cats as well and dogs and all that oh, other kind okay. of fun stuff. Yeah. Did you, did you, have you ever done like the ideal client, like thinking about who that is and, and what they yeah. look like and what their needs are? You're totally right. Yeah. To, um, so very much so within, um, so in my coaching world, we, we actually look at the anchor um, fundamentals, which is all around, and it's like an acronym. And it looks, uh, yeah, so <laughs> anchor is um, attraction strategy. Then you go um, nurture your online relationships, closing the sale, and then it goes down. But the online pieces, those that, that three at the top, hmm. and in our attraction strategy is very much how we um, focus down in on who we serve, what what area of the wedding industry do you want to carve out and become that go-to wedding supplier for and it's also almost like a micro niche of, of what you know you need to get down to that minutiae detail around what do people want you for what what is your unique selling point and how are you positioning yourself in that in the um, in the industry mm -hmm. for people to come and find you yeah. and that's actually through um, what I call a content creation system we like a system and it's Never about yeah making uh, creating regular blogs yeah. um and then repurposing that content onto your course, in, yeah. um social media yeah and actually almost creating a bit of a funnel back and increasing your level of traffic mm. but your your level of um website traffic is actually your ideal wedding client mm. because you put in the right content out in mm. the first place and that's a huge um, sorry to cut across you, but that's yeah, a huge time over there about repurposing True. content. Yes. I'd love to yeah. know where you kind of learn that from, but we'll get to that. Yeah. But 
you know, creating one video that might be three, five, 30 seconds, five minutes long, probably not five minutes. That's a bit long, but, and then just slicing that up and using different yeah. bits of it for the different yeah. platforms. You yeah. know, you can take a 30 second video, put the entirety of it on maybe something like Facebook where it's a bit more longer tail yeah. and then slice up less of it for TikTok, a bit of it for Instagram and yeah. put, you know, and that, that saves a lot of time. Definitely. You know, you don't need to be, and this is the thing that I did at the, at the start. And I'll be honest, actually, I'm still doing now, so it's something that probably needs to change. Yeah. Being like, okay, this is a piece of content. It's just for that platform. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't need to be. And even, even from a podcast point of view, if you are able mm -hmm. to get this uh, transcribed, yeah. and then you can chunk this up into microblogs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, take one piece of value that we've talked about today. Yeah. Um, and then put that in the caption, got an image of exactly. us, us yeah. chatting. Yeah. That's another, and you could get a month's worth of content out of this podcast if, you know, chunking up the pieces of value yeah, yeah. and the pieces of advice, I suppose. Exactly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you can save you a lot of time, but where was, where did you get that idea from? Or did it just something you learned along the way? Lots I mean, of, I'm intrigued to ask because I yeah. got, I got that idea. I do, I do watch a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk stuff. Yes. Gary Vee, do you watch? Yeah. Gary Vee is a yeah. podcast. Wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, podcast, he's been on he, podcasts he's, actually. He's, he's pretty he's much everywhere. on on it. He's, he's everywhere. Is that fair to say? Right. Um, yeah. Neil Patel is a Neil Patel. Big fan. I use um, his SEO Some service. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Um, best way, I would say, oh, hot tip for you guys. Best way to keep an eye, the most kind of accurate way to keep an eye on your comp competitors and where yes. they're performing. In, and what kind of traffic they're getting next to you and what they're using yeah and... it's the only one i've ever found that's reliable and is reasonably uh, priced as well with mm. is that the semrush uh no semrush is a different thing is it i okay. found that to not be too reliable sorry semrush <laughs> um, but i found that to not be too reliable so if it's literally neil patel.com yeah sign up for that you put your website in and everyone else is well you know you've used it right but yeah i, I might be getting them the yeah, they do a similar thing, yeah, but okay. I found Neil Patel is so much more accurate. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I and I just, all of his blogs and content. Are... I'm trying to figure out what. Yeah. I'm You're in, you're in. Also, um, I think it's literally at ref.com. He does some amazing video all on YouTube. And, um, I can't remember what his actual name is, but his thing is ref.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, around blogging and how to up your Google rankings with your blog content mm. and actually how to get your whole blog working together to lift it up and yeah. create masses of value. So he talks about like um, having a hub blog and then having topic clusters is something we've been covering on the grow workshops that I deliver. Um, but yeah, just making, you know, creating valuable content, free valuable content that will get you ranking well in Google, mm. then repurposing that onto social media and Pinterest um, and saving yourself time, but still adding masses of value to your audience um, through one one blog a month. I think blogs are massively underrated. Mm. And I don't, I don't think, people think they're like old and they're antiquated, partly because people really don't have know how to or no they just don't have the patience to read them anymore true right yeah. but it depends what your niche is and it yeah i think the more niche you are the more valuable your blog can yeah. be both our main businesses yeah. are quite niche you yeah. know um creating um beautiful like her weddings so people are helping them assisting mm -hmm. to do that facilitating that yeah um and selling people a, a machine that essentially picks up 
horse manure. It's pretty niche, right? It's very niche. And I think when niche. you're in that space, again, when when you're using, not again, but when you're using blogs to address that target customer like we talked about earlier, and you're making sure that these keywords are in there, mm-hmm. it's really going to get you up there in the Google rankings. Yeah. And if you do have, you know, even in niches, you still have competitors. And, yeah. you know, we actually take it as a bit of a compliment now when people just jump up and start copying this. Yeah, you might, there you go. You might be good, but you won't be the best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, exactly. Um, but no, we, we drop probably, we used to drop more, but now two blogs a month because we're adding a bit more longer oh, tail. Okay. But because one thing about blogs is if someone types in, how should I, how can I reduce, how can I increase the, um, the oral health and hygiene of my horse, like horse dentistry yeah. or whatever, horse's yeah. teeth. And there's like quite a long tail keyword, right? If you've got a blog that's titled with that or has those keywords around that blog, you're going to show up and then they're driven to your site. Thank They've you. obviously got horses because they're looking for your stuff. Yes. And hey, presto, and they're like, I didn't know this product existed. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know. And it comes back to knowing yeah, your target when you've, audience... you've driven the traffic to your site yeah. without being salesy or pushy about it. And what's it cost you? You know, if you've written the blog yourself, just yeah. for your own time. Yeah. If you've had someone else to do it for you, you can still get that done relatively cost effectively. So yeah, in a space where, and I don't know how many ads you run, but um, I I do, you know, spend a reasonable yeah. size um, chunk on ads. Okay. And have just got more and more and more and more and more expensive, particularly over the past couple of years. Yeah. To the point where they've really, you know, you're talking like 40, 50% up. Wow, um, really? Yeah. So I, I because I there's so many more people in the space. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many okay. more people fighting for the eyes to look at their ads. With you. So you don't use ads. No. That's really interesting. No. Um, I've, I've dabbled in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it, it isn't something. And maybe, maybe it's because of the stage I'm at in business. Mm, yeah. Um, I think in my mind, um, I'm very much in a growth stage, and so I want to add. I want to have almost that personal connection with each mm. supplier before they join me um so yeah haven't haven't dabbled there so you might find that you never is, need to and that could be it fantastic might, it might be the case yeah. i mean that would be amazing yeah. yeah um but no it's and it's not really in my plan for the next three years no actually that's good um it i haven't got to that point where i can then scale mm. it's more i'm growing my brand at present the thing about is ads is they're fantastic and it's about um creating the content not consuming it for me anyway as someone who, who runs us but mm. i think it's it's a it's kind of like a i'm i'm like i'm reminded of like you know those you've been to like a sushi restaurant where it goes round yeah. and round yeah. it's like that with ads once you start spending money on ads it's like okay. how do you get off really you, well because it's 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 the roi is always decent even with the expenditures it's gone up yeah you know, everything's still... gone up, particularly like in these past start of the year okay everything's going up right yeah. just cost of everything's going up and i don't really as in like uh per click per per visit per per sale i would say per sale, co- co- yeah right. cost okay. cost per acquisition or cost per sale has, has gone up just because there's more people fighting for the for the eyes on the ad okay okay but you you know the roi is still good but you're like well if i cut the head off the snake here how does how does it happen? keep coming in yeah, yeah you don't okay. know but i think you know it's about um constantly every day's a school day right it, oh, every day's a school 100%. day when you've got your own business and it might be the case that and there's always new things yeah new in, ways, in the future that might be and um at present it's more almost not word of mouth because 
online isn't but it's like my initial community if they if they then um are engaging on my posts and that sort of thing mm. then who sees that mm. and it's more that organic growth at present yeah. um but yeah well, you, you never know what happens in the future you don't know. and maybe it's slightly different for a product-based business of course it is to yeah. a service base yeah, yeah, yeah. um that there's going to be a well, different dynamic and as i was about to touch on you will never get better than word of mouth because it's it's free. Yeah, it's uh, dare I say, you know, a little bit egotistically, it's endearing. You know, but that's in a good way, I suppose, mm. because it's um, you know, it's like I've provided a good service or product here. Someone's passed the word on that to help yeah. someone else because they're looking for the same thing and yeah. they refer them to me. And what does that cost you? Nothing but just mm. being a good, decent person yeah. and having a good, decent business. Yeah. You know, so I think that's particularly in the service based. You yes. know, it makes me think of, you know, I've been a plumber since I left school and the way that you often always pick up your other jobs is just by word That's of mouth right. and just by doing, you know, just by doing the best you, best job you can do. Yeah. Um, and just really, I think it's one thing that really people scan over all the time in the sea of particularly a lot of online-based businesses is customer service. Yeah. Like, it's so important to be yeah. the difference. Yeah. And provide, like impeccable customer service before during and after the purchase so true you know, because so going, going back to my anchor we've got human connection down the road a bit yeah. which is around your customer journey yeah. on the lead up to a day then you've got over deliver and about planning in to how how you surprise and delight on their wedding day and right. actually excel their expectations mm. but you've planned it you're basically gifting either from a service point of view or a product point of view and they're, they're then your loyal fans and they, they refer you and that is key. provide testimonials. Something that Napoleon Hill says, I don't know if you've ever read any of his stuff. No, Great. No. I think you grow rich, one of the best-selling business books oh, of, of all time. Um, or maybe yeah. I've heard He was a man well. who took well over 20 years to analyse all the biggest and best business performers of the time. Okay. But, so then he says is something you should get used to doing is providing more, way more than your original offering and, and the value of what you're doing because... It's, um, you know, it, it, it's people will speak about that. Yeah. People are always well, never I think in that. today's world, it's just, it's not enough to be good and just deliver what you're expected to deliver. No, you've got to be it's, exceptional. You really have. You have. You really yeah, have. Yeah. And it's how do you plan that in into a system? <laughs> mm. Well, going back to systems, I'm intrigued by this. I'm curious why I've been thinking about this as we've been talking. How many of the systems, and they are important, and in the corporate world, they're already supplied for you yeah. because they've already been formulated some time back. Mm -hmm. And the ones, you know, new ones come in, old ones change as everything changes and evolves. The things that don't work get changed and replaced with new ones. Yeah. And some things are just circumstantial, they change. But how many, were there any systems that you brought over to the corporate world and thought, actually, that quite works and I could apply that to my own stuff? Um, Not directly, but I suppose when I think about a system, it's it's... It's not necessarily buying in a system like a corporate client would. It would be more around how you behave as a business owner. Right. Um, so it's your own system. So, for, you know, I touched upon. So every night I have a sh after I've had a shower, yeah. I write up what I'm going to do the next day. Yeah. And then out of that, I then plan my half an hour's. Um, do, you, do you think that's a system or a routine though? In my so it so it become it's a system until then it becomes a habit and then I'll do okay. it simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be honest, I've been doing that since December, since I left yeah. corporate, um, and it's still for me a system. I still physically have to think about it. Right. I get uncomfortable if I haven't done it, so I'm getting to be a ha it, becoming a habit gradually. Yeah, yeah. That's a long time um, for a habit. Yeah, I mean, I 
that actually was inspired by the one thing. There's a book I've called The book. One Thing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've read that book. Steve can't remember. Can't remember. So yeah, um, book. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, that's it. it. And that's what inspired that whole ethos, really. And it's so out of out of my time blocking, what is the one thing in that hour that I need to have achieved by the end of that hour? Um, you know, so I might have written on my board, um, do sort out Instagram. I don't know, have, have a time block of an hour to do my Instagram post. But actually, the one thing out of that is I need to do X, X blog and I need to do X real kind of thing. Um, and just constantly reprioritizing my day. It, you know, if my if my boy needs picking up from nursery because he's not well, um, I need to make sure that I've done that highest priority thing in the morning mm -hmm. um, because something my afternoon is never guaranteed yeah. you know it is yeah, yeah. um so are. yeah and systems are little habits i suppose mm. that we put in place it's the the monthly blog to, uh, time blocking time to do your monthly blog then time blocking time to do your scheduling mm -hmm. so then the rest of your month is your own um those sorts of systems um but then from a physical purchased system it would be things like then your, your scheduling tools and canva is an essential thing in the wedding world if you ask me these days um it just enables you to create that quality it visual just changed content the whole game camera did oh my gosh just changed the whole yeah. game didn't it? it went from like photoshop and having to have the skill of course or even buying a load of pre-made templates and editing them through something that took a lot of time mm. to now camera just like cracked it wide open you can do it on your phone you know the templates are there yeah um and you can you know, you can share all the work within a group in there, within yeah. the teams in there. And it's so it's cost brilliant. it's so cost effective. It really well. is cheap for what yeah, you get now. Yeah. And now they've sort of opened it out to reels and you can okay. create some Yeah, you can, yeah, of course. I've yeah. still haven't I'm still learning and as we all are, um, but yeah, I, the the whole real aspect for me, because Instagram is so sort of priority within the wedding world. Um, it's it's made that look really slick and you can create some great stuff and utilize the algorithm to mm. get you up on there. On well, the I think there's been a shift. I think there's been a shift in, and I'm just trying to think of what the timeline in that shift is. I'm going to say it's like maybe six, eight months, particularly it's really moved forward some speed as we've come into this year, that everything's become a lot more Instagram. Oh, and like okay. everything is... Oh, we good. <laughs> you can't reach it. Sorry. Low battery on the phone. Sorry. Funny enough, on Instagram. So that was right on cue. Yeah, there. There. there we go. Um, and we're still good there as well. So we're good. Oh, we've got a, have a few questions here. Sorry. Ooh, we've been, we've been, uh... we've been that involved in it. Hola from Spain. Hi, Lisa. And a celebrant. Amazing. Fantastic. Love nice to have you on board. It. If you've, well, apologies, actually... we can't see Instagram. We can't. I can. Oh no, I can actually. You might have to. No, it's just pay that joy. But if you've got any questions, guys, just drop them in the comments now. And we'll have a look at them towards the end. That'd be great. Fab. Where were we? Instagram. The shift going to it. I see that there's a lot more now. Um, not that Facebook's. Just the demographic has changed. Because don't forget that Facebook's been getting on for twenty years now. Really, yeah, of having true. that real kind of. Is it 20 years? Um, oh, wait, two, yeah, 2007. 2007. Well, at least 10 getting on for 15, right? Yeah. So yeah. 2007 was when basically everyone yeah. was like, oh, you've got to get it. And I think that as that demographic naturally who uses it has become older and 
younger people who've just gravitated gravitated towards the new, more cooler thing. Yeah. And as Instagram has um, widened its scope of what you can do in there, you know, and that all came along. Like Reels came along, um, Live came along, all within a short space yeah, of time. True. And just the whole hashtag thing, like to the point where I would actually, if I want to buy something now instead of Googling it, sometimes on Instagram it, because there, mm. that's where I know I might well be able to find a small independent so, business that I can support. So and then you can give, like, it's quite easy to give a little bit of love back through yeah. the same platform when you get your order or when you they provide you with the service yeah. and tag them in. And then that synergistically gives them content to post. And it's like, yeah. it, it's this kind of revolving door of um of giving and receiving and it's great yeah. you know i think it really works really well but yeah it's an it's an interesting one comparing facebook and instagram mm -hmm. and from for me from a from a wedding business point of view an engagement point of view um now i don't know the stats and i'm gonna have a look but the from a facebook org and an organic reach on per post um i found a a considerable drop in the last sort of six months with so i put something on facebook mm. with tags um mm. not not hashtags but as in other businesses yeah. and it's real limited um people just don't get to see it mm. um and i'm not i i need personally to do a bit of investigation as to how, mm. why that's the case but whereas instagram maybe it is because you've also then got hashtags you've also then got um i don't know maybe there's a better following quite sure but i just think more people use it because it's mm, more current okay yeah because with, that's the with, go to well it's because stories are just it's there it's now it's what's happening True. right now yeah. and it's so easy for people to and let's be honest that's the reason a lot of people are on platforms to be nosy yeah. and see what other people are doing with their lives and you can just do that so easily with stories yeah you know that's, and, that's and you can become point. you know so people become you know use it too much you know and i think it's and I think that's a really key thing, actually. Uh, uh, one of my best friends, James, said that to me. You want to create the content, don't consume it. Mm -hmm. And you can get lost in consuming it to the point where you, you're wasting time. You know, you, and it actually becomes a bit of a negative connotation. At the same time, you can create and cultivate your social medias to be a great place of whatever you like, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you love. It might be horses, it might be video games, it might be coffee, it might be positivity and inspiration. Yeah. You know, it takes some time to kind of cultivate it and for the algorithms yeah. to keep showing you that stuff. But going back to the Facebook thing that yeah. you mentioned, I'm just voicing this out loud, and this might be useful for anyone else that's watching that is the same. It does get to a point I found, uh, even more so when you've run some light ads, just because you can very quickly, easily do them through your phone yeah. without ads manager. They're like, okay, we want you to start spending money on ads now because we know, like, we're going to let you. And it's a bit of a, bit, a sneaky, bit sneaky. There's a ceiling. There's a yeah, ceiling. Yeah. Um, it's a glass ceiling that you have to smash through with spending more yeah. money on ads. Yeah, because they're, they're a business at the end of the day. They are. Yeah, yeah. they are. And, yeah. um, and, you know, that was a real. I was wondering, I've never really thought about it too much. Like, I wonder if they always plan to be the monopoly and mass marketing essentially advertising agency that they are or they just plan to be a social platform or if there was a wider scope for it who knows mm. it's, a, it's a big question without yeah. um really only one man who <laughs> oh, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg can answer properly but yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it's um they do between Facebook Google and, and Amazon they have a massive massive stronghold over it but getting on to other platforms do you use TikTok much I don't you don't no uh, again it, it's 
a time capacity thing. Mm. Um, mm. I would love to. Yeah. However, my current circumstances, yeah. I stick to Instagram, Pinterest, uh, my own blogging website, and um, repurpose to Pinterest and do sort of Google My Business. Just mm. keep that updated. Um, there, there, my and LinkedIn. I still, I still do dabble on on LinkedIn. It's sort of my corporate thing that I can't let yeah, go yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, keep, keep um, it, uh, keep yeah. It, uh, keep it in the um, but yeah, no, haven't done the. You got. I think you got to try all of them um, yeah. and see what sticks and what works. Yeah. You know, what, who's your who's your target audience? What platforms are they typically yeah. using? Yeah. You know, for I think from my co when a business growth coach, <coughs> that would be something that I would want to pursue mm. on TikTok because I think. TikTok is a go-to platform for mm. learning now. It's it's a it it's a learning fun, platform, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would suggest. Um, however, it's at like present, funny it's... stuff, beautiful people, and learning. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like that's maybe not in that order, um, yeah. but that's that's kind of what it's. Um, it and you know, that's I've really only likely doubled in. It's something we're going to work out and execute ah, a strategy on. But, okay. Um, you know, of course, there can be ads placed on. On that yes. platform as well, it works slightly differently. There's a minimum spend. Okay. And I think it's fifteen hundred pounds. Really? Around okay. that number, depending on what currency you're working in. Yeah. Um, a minimum kind of ad spend for TikTok and entry level you have to spend per month. So it's quite different. Mm. But um yeah, Pinterest you do so you do a bit with Pinterest. Pinterest it's, is it's massive. very it's very I can imagine just without even being in the industry why that would work so well yes. yeah. for for wedding wedding planning. So, and so many. That boho, it's very yeah. it's a visual it's a visual search engine. Yeah. Um it's like a flick book, isn't it? Almost it really is. Like... It really is, and it is the go-to place for people to get inspired about what kind of wedding they want to create. Um, it's super easy to save images and video. Mm. Um and so, yeah, that is definitely my go-to yeah. from a boho bride guy point of view, um, and would 100% recommend for any other businesses within the wedding world. There's other massive benefits, as in there's direct links back to your website. Yeah. So that it's not that great. they have to go to your bio and all of that. It's literally click, and they're on your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and and shopping, it's it's a yeah. shopping channel as yeah. well. So if you've got if you're a product-based business amazing potential there yeah yeah it's very easy to link all your your particular if you use something like shopify to link into that and, and Shopify and you know Shopify and google actually it likes traffic coming from different platforms yeah. you know because it can then link to them different platforms google's all about you know um how much how much money you can make at the end of the day and if yeah. you're the more traffic is driving to your site that's come from their links or links in other platforms they're like yep yeah, thumbs up we're going to show more of your stuff because you're making us more money and that's yeah. something I think a lot of people overlook, but it's it's the reality of it. Yeah. I want to switch to as well because I think we spent a good bit of time there, and it's been a healthy bit of time, and I hope we've given some value to anyone watching for, about you know kind of the nitty gritty of of having your own business and the marketing end of it. But what's been you know I always like to talk about challenges on on the show because mm -hmm. everyone has them, everyone goes through yeah, them. But like some of the big ones that you've had within. I mean, let's say even since December is probably a good place mm, to start okay. since you, you stopped working for someone else and stopped completely did your own thing. Like yeah. some of the, as I'm kind of asking you the question, what's the first kind of challenges that you've come yeah. up against that come to mind? There's a couple. Um, initially is managing my own expectations. Um, I am naturally... You've been too big or too small? Been too big. Too big. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually mm -hmm. then the disappointment that comes with that. I'm always a massive advocate for setting goals. Like I think you have to have something to be striving for. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not. I'm getting better at 
um, coming into the real world slightly mm. about, you know, actually I might not have um, achieved that goal that I had in my mind, but actually I've achieved this, this and this, and I've overcome these challenges. Mm. So I will reach that goal just in a slightly longer time frame. Yeah. Um, and looking back, they might not have been realistic you know, the, your smart goal, it wasn't necessarily smart goal. your realistic. If you don't know um, what a smart goal is, Google that. It's top, <laughs> top shelf kind of stuff, that is. Yeah, so that was a big, that is a biggie. And I'm still, it's a learning process, isn't it? it you always um, got to have goals, but don't kick yourself so hard when, mm. it is when, when you don't achieve them, you won't always achieve what you have in mind. And it's going to be hard. Yeah. Like, don't it's, be under any illusion, it's going to be hard. Yeah. And it should yeah, be hard. The things really that is. the things that are worth it in life when you get to the end, when you get to like the pinnacle, the top of the mountain of the achievement, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It should be hard. Yeah. Like the hardest things, you know, the the, the harder the battle, the sweeter the victory. It really and, is. And it's true yeah. what they say, like a, a goal without execution is just a fantasy. Mm -hmm. But saying that, and it is good to put uh, a time frame on your goals. Otherwise, you can just keep traveling through life and they seem to get further away and you become despondent with them and discouraged and de demotivated by the fact that you're not moving any closer to them. But like you say, it's about not being so hard on yourself mm. and knowing that it's a journey and that you should embrace that. And just because I said yeah. I was going to do it by January and it's mid-Feb and I still haven't done it, at least you have the capacity to think yeah. this is what I want to do. Yeah, true. And I think giving yourself a little bit of self-love in that and knowing that, look, at least I took the time to get quiet and put pen to paper and thought about what I really wanted mm. and how I might do it yeah um that's a great thing and i think a lot of it is um actually tech it goes back to i i simplify things in my I'm mind a big simplifier. Um, I, try to, I try to go past simplify them in the mind and simpl <laughs> simplify them in the yeah. physical realm I'm, i like yeah. when something gets overly complicated and really convoluted i'm like what's just the most simple way to get this done not quickly but effectively yeah. with minimal hassle it's and but then for example, my biggie has been to launch the new website. It takes time. It does. It's in beta test. There are going to be issues. There is. And, um, yeah, just getting comfortable with that learning process. And actually, my, my you know, I want everything to be perfect right mm. away. And things aren't. And you've that's just got to work it. through them. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's actually something I've been battling with a, a little bit lately because I'm a Virgo or I'm a perfectionist. That's who I am, you know, at heart and base. And I really kind of am that, but being accepting of the fact that sometimes you just got to get things out there yeah. and you've got to learn back from what your um, friends, family, audience, customers, feedback they give you, yeah. um, what could be better next time. That's it. Because sometimes if you just rest on the, like, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. got to be perfect. It would actually, you can become stuck in that and then become fearful mm. of the fact that and it paralyzes you. You're oh, like, oh, exactly. I just haven't done anything about yeah. it because I'm I'm actually fearful of it. Yeah. Like yeah. the false evidence appearing real is just like it stopped me in my tracks and I haven't been able to move forward with it. So I think just getting it out yeah, sometimes that's is really important. Yeah, it really but is. Another thing is I think and going back to kind of what we were saying earlier, like about um having the expectations and setting them and sometimes not meeting them and being disappointed yeah. did you find that like having the right people around you whether they're in your working environment or not yes. and having their support yeah even if they think what you're doing is mental which <laughs> that's kind of a fair bit of the time um 
Yeah. How, how do you do the people? Because you want to surround yourself with people that help you on the way and don't get yes. in the way. Yeah. So that can be a, a little bit difficult sometimes because it, it means essentially cutting some people off. Mm. And 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 although you love them and you like them, they're I think you can this might sound like a bit of a wild thing to say, but you can a better way to put it actually is you've got friends that you can go walking with or exercise with and you've got friends that you can talk business with you've got friends yeah. that you can probably have a party with but there's not very many friends there's very only two or three i can think of that kind of for me that come across all of those categories mm. um, but you do want to surround yourself with people that help you on the way don't get in the way 100 percent, and and that is something that i think and it's not necessarily needed to be a friend it needs uh for me um, I need to find my level of an accountability group. I've created that for my community. Mm-hmm. They've got, a, they have a community where they can grow, share challenges, help each other. As a coach, as a as a business owner, I now need to grow my own um, yeah. my own community. Mastermind. Have you heard yes. of that term? Mastermind. Yeah, I have. I was just listening to something on the way down. Um, mm. Bob Proctor. If you heard of Bob Proctor, he actually recently passed away. He was someone who I done some programs with and not personally but under people who teach you stuff yes, yeah and um yeah he's big big on the mastermind mastermind okay. should be a people know a group of people no bigger than eight that right. have the same kind of growth mindset as you and they don't have to be in the same industry as you but they're always willing to support you in any capacity yeah with and it's usually within within business really okay but you know it's, it's a dependable group of people that you can call upon at any time to go I'm going to ask, how would you deal with this situation? Yeah, What's your yeah. Opinion? And they typically meet in person, whether that might be virtually or... Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a very, very powerful thing because when once a bunch of minds come together that are maybe work, working towards the same goal, if you're directly or indirectly in a different capacity, yeah. and they put all their energy and consciousness and intelligence, indeed, together, Yeah. you know, it's a really powerful thing. So. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think if you are then surrounded by almost that next level of um, success, if we're going to put that into um, inverted commas. And it's from even from like a salary point of view to, to, to take your business from one price um, point in uh, profit and take it to that next level. You then need to almost be surrounded by mm. business owners in mm. that next price point mm. kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Because there's, it's a next level of thinking. It's yeah. a next way of um yeah performing in your business well the average person earns about the average amount as their closest friends right that's kind of how that works so you want to surround yourself with and whatever that means to you whatever that number is to you it's all different for different people but you want to um you know we we prove by making just pretty normal normal is the wrong word logical steps logical small steps towards the next level but i don't i don't believe you need to do that you know increasing by 10 20 percent what's to say you can't increase by three four hundred five hundred percent it's just surrounding yourself with yeah. other people having that belief within yourself and other people yeah. that fortify that for you to understand that you can do it and exactly you know we had a chat before we came online you know success leaves clues so it's like how do you how do I, you know, a lot of people are going to offer you advice mm. and a lot of the time that advice is going to be free and it comes at the value that it's worth, it's free. You know, that is not to say that you shouldn't listen to it, but really what you should listen to is the advice from people that have already done it, that are in yes. your industry, yeah. you know. Who can I look to who's um, who's already done what I want to do yeah. and that is successful leaves clues and it'll save me a lot of time, effort and energy and mistake. Yeah. 
So it just opens yeah. that possibility, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And it comes down to your money mindset. It's you know um, what are, what values do you have around money? Is is a million pound business? Does that sound unrealistic to you? Mm -hmm. You know where where is your current realistic level? And actually. If you want to get to that next level, you need to mm. you need to see it, you need to feel it, you need to be part of those conversations. To actually, a million pound business is nothing. I, I make a million pound in a month, kind of. <laughs> you know, it's it's that it, yeah. it's where is your normal? I suppose. Yeah, it's it's what's um, what your values are and where where they are. And do you want a million pound yeah. business? You well, know, I, but... I think it's also like, yeah, do you want it? You know, what do you? <laughs> that want? comes with its own. I think how many people actually as well just. I was talking to, I had breakfast with my uncle and my auntie this morning and, and was like, how many people actually sit down and get quiet and figure out what they want and write that down mm -hmm. and look at it and That's read it a lot? And and how many people are just tumbling through? Yeah. See so, where we go. Yeah, happiness is the most important thing, right? However of that course. looks to you. Some of people course. tumble through and they're happy. But I think um, taking some time to sit down, yeah. write your goals down, where I want to go, where I'm heading, what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. And then seeing it before you believe it. Most people go, I believe it when I see it. You know, I actually think you need to see it in, in your mind. The imagination is yeah, everything. Yeah. You know, thoughts become things and everything that we look at surrounded by now, the technology we're using, everything that everyone's using to see or hear us now yeah. or later started as a thought in someone's mind. Yeah. And it's such a powerful thing. It really is. It really is. Mm. Yeah, so it's what what community will make this possible for you, mm. you know, and what community do you need to surround yourself And can with? you indeed find someone who's already done it yeah. and get them in your get a little bit of mentoring a little bit of coaching yeah. from them there a little bit could you even get them in your mastermind if you can away we go <laughs> away we go let's see if we've got any we're low back over there i'll get it because i've got a lot of arms <laughs> thank you uh, there we go back again i think yeah i think we can help us up there don't think we've got any questions over here i know you've got some things you might want to look at and include yes. there and so um and then I'm going to, we will close out with one and my favorite question, which I hadn't actually developed when we last did the podcast last time, but it's one okay. I ask every time now and it's the kind of time. We get, so should we finish with that? We'll close out with that. Yeah. So I just wanted to um, do a little bit of a shout out. If you are a wedding supplier within the first three years of business and you're looking to develop your own content creation system. So uh, Jake and I've been talking about, um, yeah, go creating a blog creating and then content, repurposing content, that on yeah. content. I've got a three-hour workshop coming up on the 11th of March, 2022. Um, so head to com if that sounds like something that you will benefit from. Um, we are also still open for applications on the Boho Bride Guide. So if you are looking to focus your business down into the Boho Weddings Arena, um, and you're looking to be get part of a community that will champion and cheerlead you on, then do get in touch. That is thebohobrideguide.com. And I'm going to be opening um, a few um, positions on my one-to-one -one coaching program set up for success, set up for success on um, in April 2022. So again, that's Wedding Business Growth Coach. So if you are looking to um get clear on how to set up your wedding business for success um using my anchor um, methodology um there are a couple of spaces coming up available on there fantastic 
a true hustler, always has many, <laughs> many things going on. That's why I love having people like you on the show. And I've really enjoyed this episode. It's been that. brilliant. Thank really you so nice much to catch for having you. me. And actually see you in person because let me, I don't think we would have probably seen each other since we left school, which Literally. was, I'm not even going to tell you how guys how long ago that was. I'm not bringing <laughs> How old am I? It's at least 15 years ago. 16 or 17, I reckon. Cause 15, in 16 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It's good. It's, it's good. weird though, because I've seen you online, it doesn't feel that no, long. it but... doesn't. It doesn't. And yeah. when you're aligned with someone, you know, that kind of energy, that connection's there. So that's yeah. no, good. But um, before we close out, uh, just a big thank you to all you guys watching, listening, whether you're watching now, live or later. Appreciate you. The show is nothing without its audience. Um, but, Jen, I have to ask you, what when times get tough? What when the kids are screaming and you're trying to do business at the same time whilst cook dinner drives your quite evident hunger for the hustle? Probably too, some, from a personal point of view, very much I want to create a life where flexibility and being present as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a family member, um, and to be sort of fight that in word at the minute financially free to travel the world experience the world um and be present be enjoy those family times so that's that's where i'm aiming um but then from a a very much a giving back point of view i i want to enable um small business owners to create that for themselves um through my coaching program my training and through the community that i pulled together love it it's mm. fantastic i think um it's important to give back in in any kind of way and whenever you get an opportunity to you should yeah because um you get so much more back you do it recharges your batteries it really does recharges and that's batteries. why corporate work weren't happening for me it's like gratitude karma right I find that like when it's true when good things happen, particularly when you've worked hard for them and you take a little bit of time to be grateful for them, but you pay that gratitude back to other people, the universe, God, Buddha, whatever you choose to believe in, through helping other people. Mm. It's only going to benefit you and and help you you grow. Mm. And that's like, yeah, look, there's a little bit of selfishness in that, but that's deducted by the fact that you're helping other people. Yeah. So it's like it yeah. kind of balances it out. Yeah, you, it's you true. Could. It's mm. true because mm. you need to fill your, your bucket up to be able to you do. give, so it, it needs both. Yeah, it does need both. Mm. No, I think that's a beautiful thing to end on. Lovely. We'll wrap it up there. Thanks, everyone. Yes. Thank you all. And I'll sign out with my usual lyrics of stay happy, stay healthy, stay hungry, and keep on hustling. Thanks, everyone. Amazing. Take care. See ya. <laughs>